Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Boy, we have got a little bit of everything coming our way this week as far as weather is concerned, especially today and tomorrow. How are you doing, everybody? Fabulous farm baby, Pam Youngke. So glad to welcome you in on this Monday. Well, we're getting ready to bid farewell to April, and I'll tell you what, this erratic weather is going to continue. So if you're in south-central Wisconsin today... Cloudy skies, probably around 72 degrees. Uh, In the east, Fond du Lac, for example, already waking up with rain this morning. They'll touch out around 59. As far as La Crosse is concerned, you've got about a 13% chance of rain this morning, and it looks like you'll top around 70 degrees. And again, for the Eau Claire area, you're looking at a 50% chance of rain today and 63 your expected high. So like I said, kind of depends where you're at. We'll see if Stu Muck could give us all the details for everybody that's looking to get outside this week. He's coming up in about 15 minutes. How are things going in Eau Claire at the northern end of the world's longest barn? Bob Bosol joins the Midwest Farm Report in just moments to update you on the latest agriculture happenings. Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. When you see water in your basement, it usually spells trouble. Some other insurance companies might leave you high and dry and not in the way you want. That's why Rural Mutual offers a limited water endorsement on their homeowner's policy to help cover flood, sewer backup, and sump pump coverage. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Ah, it's very nice to report that more and more of our events involving Wisconsin agriculture are coming back online. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. We're hearing more about June dairy events that are trying to get back online. County Fair, well, at least the planning is underway. We know World Dairy Expo, Wisconsin Farm Technology Day is going forward. Uh, the Allison Dairyland program had to press pause because of the pandemic. But the good news is, Bob, our gal Julia Nunes from Right in Your Backyard is still on the job, doing a great job, and uh, getting ready, I'm sure, to uh, inspire folks with uh, a lot of those face-to-face events back online this summer. Boy, you're right, Pam. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn in our 73rd and 74th Allison Dairyland. Julia Nunes is from the Chippewa Falls area, and she spent most of the last year since she's been crowned, I guess, as Allison Dairyland in her parents' basement. She literally made a studio in her basement so she could send out videos to school children, to TV stations, so that uh, she could keep the message of Wisconsin agriculture strong. And right now, she's talking about the hard work farmers are doing and ag organizations are doing around the state, talking about sustainability, the carbon footprint of agriculture in Wisconsin. But uh, she also told us that uh, don't forget Alice is available. And uh, she's looking forward to getting out to events and seeing people. Just contact her. 
Yes, I am. I'm hopeful that I'll be going to more in-person events as time goes on. And it's it's very strange looking at you right now while we're doing this interview, just because I've been doing phone interviews for so long. So it's it's going to be a, a transition for me, but I'm really looking forward to seeing people in person. Now that we're into spring, of course, maple syrup season is pretty much over. But maybe the next thing we're looking at is. June Dairy Month. Some counties have said yes, some have said no. What's your availability for people that want Alice and Dairyland at their event? Yes, so right now my schedule for June is looking pretty available, so if people want to invite Alice and Dairyland, me, to come to their events, they can do that at alicendairyland.com. There's a little button that says invite Julia, and, and that's all you have to do. Submit a request and I'll, I'll probably be able to come since my schedule is pretty open right now. So hopefully more my my schedule will fill up for, for June Dairy Month. Now, you have the distinction of being not only the 73rd, but also our 74th Alice in Dairyland. What's the timetable for that? Because every time I talk to an Alice, the year goes by so fast. And I'm sure even though you've been kind of holed up at home, that's still the same situation with you. Yeah, it. I can't. Un, I can't believe how fast it has gone already. A year ago, I was a top candidate preparing for the finals, and it's strange that I'm not nearing the end of my term. I, I have a whole another year to go yet. So I will officially become the 74th Alice in Dairyland in May, and then I will uh, finish up at the end of June in 2022 when I will hand it off to the 75th Alice in Dairyland, and the finals for the 75th Alice in Dairyland will be held in Dane County this year. What's been your, I guess, schedule? We mentioned you spend a lot of time at home in your folks' basement where you've kind of set up a studio for TV appearances and things like that. How much have you been able to get out? How much have you gone to Madison to the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection and interacted with folks down there? Or has it been pretty much a Chippewa Falls year? It's been mostly up here in Chippewa Falls, which I'm not complaining about. I don't mind spending time with my parents. Um, I was I was at home in my parents' basement, like you said, from about the beginning of November till just about a few weeks ago. I moved down to Madison actually yesterday, and I'll be going to more in-person events. Um, recently, it's kind of opened up for me a little bit. I did the first maple tree tapping and then did a few events at the Farm Discovery Farm Wisconsin Discovery Center over in Manitowoc. So it was nice to get out and about, and I and I hope to do more of that. All right, and again, if you want to get a hold of Alice Julia to come to your event, what's the way to do it again? Yes, it is on aliceindairyland.com, and there's a button that says Invite Julia, and you can put in your request for any event you want me to come to. All right, well, let's talk about some of the things uh, you're out and about promoting sustainability in Wisconsin agriculture, specifically the dairy industry. What are you talking about? What are you emphasizing and who are you emphasizing it to? I'm highlighting all the different efforts that Wisconsin dairy farmers are doing to be sustainable. So producing a gallon of milk is has a two-thirds less carbon footprint than it did 70 years ago. And dairy farmers are constantly working to be more sustainable because they are stewards of the land and they take care of our animals and resources and many of them are generational farmers and want to continue on in the future. So taking care of the land is something that they are very, very passionate about. And that carbon footprint, I think for the average consumer, they don't understand, but you say the carbon footprint is less than it was years ago. 
What are some of the things farmers, dairy farmers, have been doing to lessen that carbon footprint? Because we always hear about, uh, you know, carbon sequestration and things like that. What are farmers doing? Yes, so today it takes less energy to produce a gallon of milk than it did in the past. So it takes less water and less land to grow that feed. So we've become more efficient in our dairy farming practices, whether that is more efficient in technology or using different things to make sure that the crops grow better so we're just able to utilize our resources a little bit better than we were in the past now on your home farm you're basically dairy farmers i don't think you do as much crop work as most dairy farmers do but but talk about some of the things maybe that uh, you and your folks and your family have done as far as some of these carbon saving efforts on the farm yes so you're right on our farm we are really just dairy farmers we don't do a lot of crop growing so that's been something that has been very interesting for me to learn more about while i've been serving as alice in dairyland on our farm we do have a nutrient management plan so all the manure from our farm goes out onto the fields around our farm so that we can continue to provide crops with rich nutrients from our cow's manure which is something that we're proud of and we like to put those nutrients right back into the soil to keep growing crops that feed our animals and that nutrient management plan is pretty specific about how much you can spread where and what the consistency is it's not just uh, listing the fields and say we spread this much here you it, it's pretty pretty inclusive yeah we we like to keep track of it make kind of a timeline and make sure that each area is getting the nutrients that it needs and it uh, is something that dairy farmers should be proud of because they are really addressing the environmental situations and that pretty much with not just dairy farmers but all farmers in wisconsin all farm enterprises are being carbon conscious so to speak yeah i i completely agree with you i think that all farmers want they they want to take care of the land that's their job and i i think some people may think that farmers aren't always they, they don't always have the environment in mind but they've been working on this land for generations many in many cases and i think that taking care of the land is something that has been taught to them by their parents or grandparents even. Yeah, it's handed down through generations. Julia Nunes is with us. Julia is our 73rd and 74th Alice in Dairyland. And Julia, you've been, as we've been talking, mentioned two or three times, kind of restricted to the basement, so to speak, as far as your programs are concerned. What kind of things have you come up with or dreamt up that uh, you've been able to share with uh, be it school children uh, agricultural organizations or other people what what have you kind of focused on during your time so during my time thus far has been a lot of virtual events i've been able to bring people into my kitchen showing them how to use different wisconsin products from dairy products to ginseng and that's been something that i've really enjoyed I don't know if my mom enjoys it because I kind of take over the whole kitchen sometimes, but it's been a lot of a lot of fun. And right now, I'm talking about sustainability, like you said. So I'm highlighting different things people can do at home with their used dairy product containers. So in front of us right now, I have our hanging basket made with a milk carton, and I also have a homemade bird feeder or bird house that's also made with a milk carton. And these are things that I think be really fun for people to do with their grandkids or even their children since we're looking for things to do at home right yeah, now. Yeah, this birdhouse that you've made is... <laughs> It's kind of with a, it's, you know, everybody thinks, well, it's a gallon container. What do I do? This is not a gallon container. What's this container, and and uh, what did you do to make the birdhouse? Yes, yeah, so this this is a container, like a carton of milk with a screw top. Like a half gallon. Like a half gallon. And I took it 
painted it, cut a hole in it, and stuck a chopstick through it. And there's going to be in instructions on how to make some of these fun creations, again, at alisondairyland.com. And there will be instructions on how to make it, and it's, it was really fun to create. I am lucky that there wasn't a... Um, artistic portion of the Alice in Dairyland competition, but it's, it was a lot of fun to make these at home. And then speaking of instruction and education, Alice the past few years has been focused a lot on working with, I believe, fourth graders across the state. Have you had the opportunity to do that, go into their classroom virtually and talk to them and get feedback from them? I have been able to visit a few different classrooms virtually. They, I believe they were fifth grade this year but hopefully I'll be able to get into more. I was able to highlight my family's farm tour video, um, and it was fun to show that and then have them ask questions about things they saw in the video that they might not have been sure about. But hopefully in the future I'll be able to get into more classrooms in person because I know that that is something that many former Alice in Dairylands have really enjoyed. We mentioned you're available for June Dairy Breakfast. Maybe some fourth grade teachers out there would like to have you zoom into their classes. So yes. again, how do we contact you for attending a June Dairy Month event, being part of a classroom activity, whatever the case may be? Yes, so if you want me to come to any event, a classroom, a, a county fair later this summer, you can learn more about that at aliceindairyland.com and just hit that Invite Alice button. And if you're listening and want to learn more about the Alice in Dairyland program, you can do so. Just follow me on Facebook, search Alice in Dairyland, and there you'll be able to stay up to date with all of my adventures. And she is a busy young lady, Julia Nunes, our 73rd and soon to be our 74th, Alice in Dairyland. And Julia, hopefully we'll see you outside at a dairy breakfast or a county fair or whatever the case may be. We get this behind us and we can get back to normal. Yes, looking forward to it. Julia Nunes, our Alice in Dairyland. I'm Bob Bosold. Wondering what the weather is going to be like today? Ag meteorologist Stu Muck will join us in moments right here on the Midwest Farm Report. Do you suffer from chronic pain, stress, anxiety, or depression? Is sleep a struggle? Hi, my name is Tim O'Brien, owner of The Healthy Place. CBD has been working for my customers. While you have probably heard about me talking about CBD, I am on a mission to continue to educate on this natural alternative. We carry one of the largest and most reputable selections of CBD products in southern Wisconsin. Our AMM CBD certified wellness consultants are on the cutting edge of CBD knowledge and are trained to find the right brand and potency for your relief. Whether you're suffering from chronic pain, stress, anxiety, depression, or sleep problems, CBD works. With dozens of high-quality CBD products and brands to choose from, we can find you relief at a price point as low as a dollar a day. Visit one of our four Madison-based locations. Enjoy our live chat feature on our website. Check us out online with free shipping at findyourhealthyplace.com and free same-day delivery for our Dane County customers. The Healthy Place. When it comes to putting a room together, I'm brilliant. No idea where you come up with these things. You didn't put the room together. I can just scribble an idea down on a piece of paper and voila! You drew the room and handed it to a lazy boy interior designer. I don't know how I do it. These ideas just come to me. Your idea was to go to lazy boy. That's all anyone has to do. I mean, I'm not bragging. You're totally bragging. But a little planning and you could have a home that looks like this. Anybody can do that. It just takes a simple meeting with a lazy boy interior designer. It takes about an hour, then they take it from there. It just... 
feels good to have it all come together like this. I can finally put my feet up and relax. You've had your feet up the whole time. It's time to order your custom designs for summer delivery. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor Madison. East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. Connecting producers and consumers one story at a time. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. And let us find out what's coming our way weather-wise, not just today, but through the week. It's time for your Comfier Financial Ag Weather Update. And Stu Mock, our ag meteorologist, is joining us. Boy, we got a little bit of everything, depending on where you are. I see Eau Claire has a pretty good shot of getting rain if they haven't got it already. And then even in your neck of the woods, the Fond du Lac area, I saw showers on radar, but uh, like I said, it depends on where you're waking up this morning. Yeah, that's it, and it's kind of a hit-or-miss thing. Uh, there have been a couple hundredth of an inch reports uh, at Fond du Lac and areas north. I didn't get anything here south of town. Eau Claire, I see three hundredths of an inch. La Crosse is at a hundredth of an inch in the nighttime. Some sprinkly showers just building across the Mississippi from central Minnesota into northern Wisconsin. That's going to mean a little more rain for Eau Claire this morning as well. Northeast Wisconsin has a little snow this morning, north of Green Bay, all the way back to north of Wausau and up to the UP. Could be an inch or two on that UP border. Not the case here. A warm front is pushing up out of the south, way off to the south this morning, but it will try to push in. It's going to allow for more mild air. Much warmer in southern Wisconsin early this week. A lot cooler in the north with that warm front around, but it will create some instability. Low pressure will slide right through the central part of the state. That's why we'll talk about more active weather with rain chances showing up a little later Tuesday, lasting into Wednesday. The good thing is it dries out, gets a little warmer again toward the end of the week. I'll have forecast details right after this. Everyone at the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board lives and breathes Wisconsin soybeans and can be your knowledgeable ally in the field and at home. With important grower alerts, timely production advice and industry news, and expert-generated grower research, we are the resource to help your crop and business thrive. Stay in the know and connect with the Wisconsin soybean community by finding Badger Bean on Facebook or by visiting badgerbean.com. We need you and your rain gauge. It's time for the Rural Mutual Rainfall Report, and we need you to text your rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from, because every month we'll pick a winner that will get a digital weather station, courtesy of the Midwest Farm Report and Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. All righty, Stu, if we've got rainfall reporters out there, they can text us this morning. Not everybody's going to see rain, though, huh? No, not everybody. The far south, I'd say Madison area and south, probably not going to see anything but a few clouds. That rain especially uh, run that line from La Crosse to Fond du Lac and Oshkosh and further north with rain and even snow today. Partly sunny, breezy, and in the south we could be pushing near 70 and up at Eau Claire, maybe a 66 or so, the cooler spot. And the southeast winds will be around 5 to 15. They'll gust near 30. Overnight, more clouds. We all get a small chance of a scattered shower or a storm. We're going to drop back to 58. The south winds at 5 to 15. Tuesday, partly sunny. A late afternoon shower or thunderstorm again a possibility. In the upper 70s, the south winds at 5 to 10. 
Rain Tuesday night. That's where some quarter to near half inch amounts may be around. A little lingering shower or storm activity into Wednesday and cloudy skies. Mid and upper 60s on Wednesday. Those winds finally become north Wednesday, Pam. And then we start to dry it out. But it looks pretty nice, I'd say, even in the 60s yet right out toward the weekend. All right. We'll take it. Thanks, Stu. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. You bet. Have a good day. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Uh, Compure Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit Compure.com. And don't forget the Midwest Farm Report. Talk text line 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. You folks, send me your rainfall as it becomes uh, apparent. Don't, Don't need to hear about snowfall. We'll take your rainfall, though. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Compere Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage. And helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compere Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our focus on exceptional client experience is at the heart of everything we do. And our financial team will help make every step easy and convenient. See why our clients trust us to make their goals possible. Compure Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. And MLS number 619731, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. You rarely think about it, and it often goes unnoticed until your basement or building floods. A reliable sump pump can be a lifesaver, preventing flooding by detecting water levels and pumping the water back outside, away from your home or business. If your sump pump isn't functioning, contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. They can replace your existing sump pump, floats, and check valves. They'll even upgrade your current system to include a battery backup system. The battery makes sure your system continues to work in the event of a power outage. Away from home? Receive pump activation alerts on your smart device. Enjoy peace of mind and improve the value of your property with an upgraded sump pump from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. When someone breaks important safety rules and drives negligently, a crash is often the result. If you're caught in a crash because another driver broke the rules, it can feel unfair. And for good reason. It's not fair when you're injured through no fault of your own. It's not fair when your life is now very different. We can help. At Clifford and Rihala, after decades of helping people injured because someone else broke the rules, we know what you're going through, and we're ready to stand by you. Here you'll find caring, compassionate attorneys committed to helping you recover everything you've lost. If you've been in a crash... Call Clifford and Rihala for a free consultation on your injury claim. We'll fight to make things right so that now you're treated fairly. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com. Kerthump. That jolting experience when you hit a pothole. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. Protect your tires from uneven wear with a front-end alignment from Tom's Auto Center. It's also a free service when you purchase a new set of tires. And you'll be driving straight the way you should be. Stay safe, drive safe. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. 
There have been multiple instances of scammers impersonating Madison police officers and detectives. A 27-year-old man told officers he was contacted by MPD officer Rick Foster and the caller ID displayed the MPD North District's main number. The victim was asked to send money through a money app. The victim later confirmed with MPD that this was a scam and nobody by the name of Rick Foster is employed with MPD. These types of calls are scams with people impersonating the authorities and conjuring up different schemes to fool people into giving them money. Remember, scammers can spoof your caller ID. Please visit the Federal Trade Commission Consumer Information website for more details on these types of scams and steps you can take to protect yourself. If you have any information regarding similar scams, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can remain anonymous and may be eligible for a cash reward. The roofing, gutter, siding, and window team Transform the look of your home Superior service without compromising Online at prairieexteriors.com Prairie Exterior, now that's impressive Often the road to home ownership can be uncertain, but by choosing the right mortgage company, you'll quickly get on the right path. I will make sure you have the best mortgage loan, the best interest rate, and lowest closing costs. You'll get the knowledge you need to feel comfortable about your buying decision. Educated mortgage, way home. Call Dan, the mortgage man. NMLS number 222-652. Oh, we got ourselves a good little message from... One of our friends from the uh, golf simulator, Madison Indoor Golf Simulator, Bobby in Marshall. What's up, Bobby? Rowdy, read that uh, text off from Bobby. I thought it was a really good question. Yeah, he goes, does Jordan Love get out of the suck club if he gets <laughs> traded and in return leads to a positive draft pick? It does Read it one more time. Does Jordan Love get out of the suck club if he gets traded and in return leads to a positive draft pick? Mm, no. I feel like it depends on what you would define a positive draft pick is, right? Because yeah. they use you're not gonna they use the late first round pick on Jordan Love. He's the twenty sixth. I'm, I'm under the assumption that once you draft a, a quarterback and then it's like a car, once you drive it off yeah. a lot, it's losing value. It devalues immediately. So if you get we'll say if you if you get a second round pick for Jordan Love, I think I would really start to to think about taking it if I was the Packers, especially with how Aaron Rodgers played last year. And with, if you really are trying to go all in and put all your chips on the table, does Jordan now, Love get if, a suck club? If Jordan Love was traded for that rumored conspiracy Patriots Packers trade, yeah, I would take that for sure because then you're getting the fifth fifteenth pick for totally. your twenty ninth Jordan Love and a fourth. I think that would be something I would definitely look into. But uh, to say he gets out of the suck club, I feel like you would have to get at least equal value to what you uh, yeah, use to draft I them. Don't see that happening. Or else you're you're losing value. So okay, so let's say that let's say he does get traded and there's a decent draft pick out of it. 
What does that say about Brian Gutekunst, though? Then you just totally – then why did you do what you did in the first round of the draft of uh, – of uh, 2020. Well, it would definitely take some uh, actual reporting to ask him that question. Yeah, which we know majority of Packers media doesn't do. They uh, just kind of sit there and kiss their ass. Well, you come on my podcast, mm, I love you. Nagler. But when it comes to that, excuse me, I had a, something in my throat there. What does I say about Brian Gutekunst if you were to do that? Like, see, I'm I'm all for GMs admitting when they're wrong, though, because then once you admit that you're wrong, you can move on from a bad decision and go back to uh, formulating a new plan. You ever heard a GM say that they're wrong? Yeah, I know it's rare. It's, it has happened before. Who? Uh, uh, Stearns. Jordan. Oh yeah, David David Stearns with, uh, Scope. with uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Scope. Scope. Hey guys. Screw the pooch on that one. I think that's we'll like the on. only time I've ever heard a GM say they screwed up. And well, he he literally admitted well, I mean, it. Some, some people, I feel like you don't actually have to come out and say you screwed up. Like, you can just look at Ryan Pace's career with the Bears. Say, you're talking about Ryan Pace? Yeah, that's just, that doesn't need <laughs> yeah, to be Yeah, do you said. think Ryan Pace with the Bears just walks around? He's like, I know, guys. I know. Like, I don't have to say anything. You know, I know. We all know. He's like that. Uh, we all know. In uh, uh, Billy Madison. Are you in loser denial? <laughs> I'm not a loser. I'm not a loser. You're the loser. loser. Yeah, it's like he walks around, Ryan Pace, the Chicago Bears GM. He walks around, and everyone looks at him. He looks at him, and they just just nod. They're like, yeah, we know. He's like, yeah, I know, too. I suck. But I feel like that's the easiest way to to continue to move forward, right? You admit that you're wrong, and you go in a different direction. If it's not right, it's not right. The longer you play out this lie, the the worse it's going to look for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could have. I don't know how this came to be. But it was a e yikes kind of thing. I think that's the closest Ted's ever admitted. I don't remember what that uh, clip is in like, reference to. I, I don't. I'm not smart enough to tell you what it is. R.I.P. Silver Pot. Like they say pots. that uh, you know you should fake it till you make it. Oh, well, yeah. you can't fake it in the NFL. No. Well, you can, <laughs> no. but then you'll be fired pretty quickly. You'll, when you get to that high level of or sports, you just go work for the Bears. You're just exposed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are exposed. Well, I mean, look at there's um. Well, the the Texans head coach Bill O'Brien, he good decent head coach, right? But as a GM, or was a decent until he lost the team. But as a GM, well, terrible. He lost it be, because he lost of his, he's terrible because GM. His GM sucked, which was him. Yeah, Ryan Pace. I don't know how they continued to hang on to that guy, but uh, just the Mitchell Trubisky pick alone of trading up to get him right there, like that's just unforgivable. Brian Gutekunst right now, we're what above average for Goody. He hasn't. Has he made? I guess he could potentially his biggest mistake could be Jordan Love, but that's where the topic is stemming from now. If if Jordan Love is traded and you get a decent draft pick from him, so let's say you get a decent draft pick from uh, the Jordan Love See, trade. See, I would take a second round pick. For what him? happens if that draft pick doesn't pan out though? Then you go back to Gutekunst. You're like, what's your problem, man? Yeah, hundred percent. But I would I would take a second round pick for Jordan Love right now. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Like I said, it's kind of a hit or miss situation with rain for today. And as the week kind of folds on, we have got another hit or miss chance of rain kind of every day this week through at least Thursday. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on the last Monday of April. Already, here we are, the 26th day of April. On this day in 1989, the deadliest tornado in history killed 1,300 people. 
You want to guess where it was? No, it was not in the United States. It was actually in Bangladesh. It was 50 miles in length across central Bangladesh. 1,300 people killed by that tornado on this day back in 1989. On this day in 1986, the worst nuclear disaster in history. Do you remember that one? Chernobyl. I remember I was at college, actually our senior uh, journalism banquet at UW-River Falls, when we were talking about Chernobyl, and one of my professors informed me that they were worried about farm fields in the United States ending up with nuclear waste from Chernobyl on high-value products like lettuce and tomatoes and what the ramifications were going to be. That was on this day back in 1986. Happy birthday to Carol Burnett, 88 years young, that comedian, and former First Lady Melania Trump. It's her birthday as well. She is 51, and now you know. Well, we're all about keeping you in the know when it comes to Wisconsin agriculture and high-demand areas for Wisconsin agriculture graduates. Oh, yeah. Uh, You've seen the signs all over the state of Wisconsin. Help wanted? Well, that includes a lot of Wisconsin agribusiness. I talked about it with John Sorensen from the Fox Valley Technical College up in the Appleton area. He oversees their agriculture education area as well as some of their uh, technology areas. And he said that they have seen strong demand for agriculture graduates from the tech level area since well before the pandemic. Before the pandemic, there definitely was a a need for uh, uh, students coming out of our program. And that need has has only um, has grown. Um, And so we see students um, in our programs that uh, are coming in hired um, and being hired and having a job ready to go when they leave. When you said some of them uh, even actually going so far as to help compensate for tuition just to keep that uh, candidate committed. Yeah, Pam. So there's, uh, you know, in some of our programs, it really is um, um, where students are coming in and uh, the students are uh, hired by the company or have signing bonuses. And um, and so it's really just a great opportunity for our students uh, in our egg programs. Let me take a step back, John. Maybe I'm more familiar with Fox Valley Technical College than others. You folks offer quite the curriculum, quite the diversity when it comes to options, not just in agriculture, but as we pointed out, manufacturing and construction. Maybe give us a little background on all the curriculum that you're offering. Yeah, so um, we're what I like to say is we're really diverse here in our agriculture uh, programs. Um, so at our Service Motor Agriculture Center, um, uh, we do offer quite a range of programs for our students. And, um, you know, before I get into those different programs, what we like to say is, you know, we get students from all walks of life. Those students that are coming from farms um, and have grown up on a farm and uh, they know their passion or they know where they want to go. And then we get students that haven't grown up on a farm and uh, are, are looking to join uh, the agriculture family. So, we do have opportunities for all different uh, walks of life um, and experiences for our students. You know, we talk about agribusiness. Um, you've got the agronomy uh, side of it, the dairy technician side of it, and, and um, uh, the science and technology uh, side of it. Uh, we've got uh, egg equipment service technician, um, outdoor power equipment you can go into, um, farm operations. We've got horticulture landscaping that they can go into. Um, also, a newly added program to our egg team 
is the Vet Tech program. Um, and so we started that. Uh, it'll be on two years now, um, an opportunity for our students to uh, become a, a Vet Tech. Where have you seen some of the greatest demand, John? Yeah, so, um, you know, honestly, the demand is, is really across the board for our egg programs um, uh, for that. Um, so, you know, it's somewhat, uh, well, I hear that from industry, you know, uh, each year we um, we get together with our industry partners and, and we hear about, you know, what's your need or what's happening. And our it's just really across the board for the demand. Um, but really for service technicians, you know, egg power equipment, service technicians, there's a demand for that. There's definitely a demand for our vet tech program. Um, we have uh, lots of applicants and uh, lots of, uh, of places that need vet technicians. Um, and so that's a, a major de- uh, demand. Also in the agribusiness area, um, we've seen some growth in that as well and, and a real strong need uh, within those different programs. Well, and it's a story we hear over and over again. That's John Sorensen. He's at Fox Valley Technical College in Appleton. The nonstop demand for folks that want to work in all kinds of different elements of Wisconsin agriculture, from hands-on with animals right on through to folks that are in an office doing the accounting, doing the employee software, whatever it may be. And Fox Valley Technical College points out that agriculture continues to be the number one economic driver here in the state of Wisconsin, and that generates somewhere in the neighborhood of 437,000 jobs every year. So if you're looking at that next phase of your career, if you're just getting started in a career, please investigate all your options when it comes to Wisconsin agriculture. Farming is tough enough, as you know. Your 2021 Planted Acres report doesn't have to be. With TopCon's data management platform, TAP, you can submit your Planted Acres report right from your computer. And you don't have to have any TopCon gear in your tractors. Signing up is free. And TopCon's TAP can handle your planting data electronically from any of the major planting solutions available. Learn more at CropReporting.com. It's that easy. And we're going to be visiting with some folks connected with TopCon coming up in just a moment. So markets this morning are already starting off robust. <laughs> Corn for May is up another 14 cents at 6.69 a bushel. December new crop corn right now is up 8 at 5.59. The same strength in soybeans. May beans are up 3 15.42. November beans up two and a half at 13.44. The wheat for May is up 13 cents at 7.23. July new crop up 13 cents right now at 7.24 a bushel. Barrel cheese on Friday that gained a penny at a dollar eighty and a half. Forty pound block cheese was up a penny and three quarters at one seventy nine and a quarter. While double A butter gained three to close the week at a dollar seventy seven per pound. The May milk is up seven nineteen oh seven a hundredweight, and June milk well right now that's down nine at eighteen ninety five a hundredweight. Don't forget John Heinberg, market advisor, Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson will be joining us live tomorrow at this very time. Hey, I do want to kind of give you a couple of housekeeping items that uh, I believe are important to all of Wisconsin agriculture. First, the number one message I'm going to try to get across to you this week, get your vaccination started. I know that there are a lot of folks in rural Wisconsin that haven't made it a priority. And health officials are asking me to implore you 
get started on the process. They're very worried about you and the resources that are available to you. So if you've got questions, one of the first places I suggest you start is either with your family physician or even talk to your local pharmacy and find out how you can get started on the path with vaccines. If you've got internet access, we will be posting resources at MidwestFarmReport.com this week to help you get one of those scheduled appointments. Get get it going this week. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Huh, nice. Hardwood floor. Or is it? Sounds like a floor. It's not squishy. That's good. Floors aren't supposed to squish. Goes wall to wall, like good floors do. And I'm walking all over it. Usually, a dead giveaway that it's a floor. But it's not a floor. This is a mattress. Charlie Heidel's for 52 days. People like Charlie are scattered all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply nearly $400,000 in bedding, furniture, clothing, and household items to people like Charlie. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in food, shelter, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural-looking results you desire. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Technology is something that most of our Wisconsin farmers embrace, whether it's in the dairy with robotic milkers or whether it's out in the field with all of the software updates and information gathering programs that they're dealing with from planting to harvest. And joining us today is C.V. Anthony. He is the research manager for AgriSampo North America, who works in tandem with companies like TopCon, and they are on the cutting edge of that technology that farmers turn to to make their lives easier and give them important information regarding how they're producing, what they're producing. And CV, you bring a wealth of knowledge to the TopCon projects. Tell us a little bit about your background and where you come from. Okay. I uh, started with crop insurance on the uh, government side with back then it was the Federal Crop Insurance Corporation spent 32 years there since then I've been uh you know with the private insurance companies it's amazing and, uh, the it's amazing how the changes that you've seen in that industry in your career path 
uh, help people understand what they may take for granted today actually took a lot of time to put together in the background. That is correct. Um, you know, we started using the Landsat imagery back in the 80s and and knowing you know, that was something that was going to continue to improve over time. And today, you know, we have many satellites and different types of uh, imagery that we get gain from those satellites. But one of the key features was how we can uh, intersect producers' information or that farm field with that to be able to provide better services. And that's where the common land unit came into play there from USDA and making that available so that we could start uh, leveraging these other data sources to provide better products for the producer, better services, and be able to serve them better. Well, and like you said, that land-satellite relationship has improved. The imagery has improved. Every element of what we're talking about here has seen some sort of upgrade. Let's talk a little bit about the crop insurance reporting process because of that. Precision planting, all of the harvest data that we are able to gather today, how does it all come together, CV? Well, I I think... We've seen the farming operations are using information from smart equipment, and which has gone way beyond just auto steer and harvest monitoring. It's you know the farmer's decision on how they want to use that information from those systems, uh, and more farmers are seeing the benefits of uni- using the data outweigh their concerns. Some of the key features are mobile devices or cloud surfaces, uh, Bluetooth, where it makes it easier for the farmer to use or share that information. And especially when that information resides in one of their systems, uh, could we use it or could they choose to use it for other required purposes, such as crop insurance or FSA reporting? Absolutely, and that's yep. why we're talking to CV is because TopCon is all about trying to enable that technology to make your life easier. And also, you know, it, we we don't know where we're going to go from here, CV. I mean, that mobile application, being able to basically command my fields and share that information wherever I am, there is a convenience factor that farmers need to look at. Oh, definitely. You know, uh, you know when you're using the electronic, you know, or captured planted acres, for crop insurance, there's some initial benefits out where it will increase the average yield or the insurance coverage, uh, and they'll save a little bit of premium. Uh, but many farmers have told me they like the time savings they gain from using this information when meeting with their agent or the FSA office to report their acreage. They have that available and can share it easily. Uh, it also, you know, we give the farmer the option, the choice to share their data with other trusted advisors or services they're using. You know, it's other benefits that are what we hear about is gives them the ability to do it on their schedule, whether it's in the cab or the recliner. Yeah, that's what it puts them in control of how they spend their time and when they do it. Right. The other thing that we have to take a look at, especially since all of us have gotten more comfortable working remotely and doing it from home, is making sure that we're not putting misinformation out there. This kind of technology is very precise, and that's helpful, too. That is correct. Uh, You know, most farmers have been using combine yield monitors, 
we want to provide those farmers the option to use our harvest data along with the planted and harvested acres to meet the annual production reporting requirements for crop insurance. Uh, a critical piece of information is the calibration of that yield monitor using weighed production. And like we have said, the Topcon, you know, with their new Digistar model GT560 scale system for their grain carts, we're able to link that weighed production while in the field directly to the combine information. That gives us post-calibrated grain cart production, and it's which is much more accurate than just combine monitors or making bin measurements after the fact. Is also by linking that combine monitor and grain cart information, we can help with identifying production by the field or the insurance unit. And that's all, like we said, the package that TopCon can offer. And the other thing that you've pointed out to is regardless of what platform you're working at or looking at, uh, CV, TopCon can try to link all of that information together. And that's really where any grower's got to want to go. Correct. Uh, you know, it takes a, a farmer a significant amount of time and effort to provide the loss adjuster, the harvest information required to complete their crop insurance claim. You know, when we use that Topcon GT560 system, it geotags the amount of weighed production by location, making it easier for the farmer to provide the required documentation for their crop insurance claim or annual production report. And it gets, makes it easier for the adjuster to uh, see how that data works and for them to make the decision on how they can best use it to complete the claim. Well, like you said, one of the major elements that farmers have told you is the time savings. And I just stop and think about when something occurs after the crop has been planted. And as you point out, you have to get involved with a crop insurance provider. You do not want to have to take the time to handhold that adjuster across all acres. This really means that you're both talking from the same set of notes, correct? That'd be correct. Uh, you know, we, it just makes it so much easier for that adjuster to understand how this harvest data, piece of harvest data is associated through a crop insurance unit. And it reduces the uh, chance of, you know, having to modify that insurance schedule after the fact because of the data. Uh, they can't use that data to uh, complete the claim. A season of solution. Thank you very much to C.V. Anthony, who is the research manager for AgriSampo North America, one of the technology companies that's developing these new platforms, these new opportunities for farmers to gather even more research about every acre they cover and, in turn, share that information quickly and seamlessly with people like the U.S. Department of Agriculture and those crop reporting requirements. You can find out more on how to use the platform, how to get access to the platform by going to cropreporting.com. Pretty simple, huh? Cropreporting.com. Again, C.V. Anthony, Research Manager for AgriSampo North America, one of the